Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... G. Marshall. The last I heard, there was an alchemy school in Utah giving a two-week course in how to change lead into gold. A prestigious university was bestowing a bachelor's degree in magical studies, and someone was offering subscriptions to a newsletter for witches. I'm old enough to remember when such things would have been laughed out of existence. But nowadays... Who's laughing? Wouldn't you like to control things, people, events? Well, I don't think it's possible. But if it were, then I guess I'd like it. Of course you would. So would I. So would everyone. No one wants to admit it. No one has the courage. But we all think about it. Lust after it, day and night. It's our God and our goal. Power. mystery drama, Son of Satan, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Gordon Gould and Ralph Bell. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It's a coastal town not far from a major metropolis. There are few high-rise buildings and a great many houses, none of them very new. Many of the streets are bordered on both sides with trees, and at night, the town is very quiet. On one such tree-lined street, on one such quiet night, two men are walking, one a short distance behind the other. The one who trails calls out, Sam? Is that you, Sam? Sam, it's Tony. Sam, wait. I'm home. You home? I'm in the kitchen. Well, get yourself in here. I have to put something in the oven first. I've got something to tell you. In a minute. I'll make us a couple of drinks. Okay. You're going to need one. I am, Why? Well, get yourself in here and I'll tell you. Well, dinner will be ready in about half an hour. Here's your drink. Thank you. Sit down. Must I? You'd better. <laughs> All right. I am seated. Guess who I saw tonight. Guess whom I saw tonight. Oh, don't quibble. A professor should mind his grammar. And when he's wrong, his wife should correct him. All right. Guess whom I saw tonight. Whom? <laughs> Sam. Sam? That's right. You don't mean Sam Van Camp? The very same. Good Lord. I thought he was dead. I don't know why I thought he was dead. I just sort of pictured him dead. I know what you mean. We hadn't heard from him in at least five years. Just seemed logical that he'd be dead. 
Well, for heaven's sake, where did you see him? On La Costa Street. On that nice old street with all the nice old houses. <laughs> How is old Sam? I don't know. I didn't get to speak to him. Why not? Well, it was getting dark, and at first I wasn't sure it was him. It was he? He, him. Then he went under a street light, and I was sure. So I called to him, but he kept right on going. Well, maybe he didn't know who you were. I said, Sam, it's Tony. He must have heard me. He can't still be mad at you, can he? After five years? Sam was never really in love with me anyway. He just thought he was. Actually, I'm, I'm not sure he even thought he was. He was just upset because we broke up our little menage at the beach house. Mm, he liked that little menage. Well, so did I. And so did you. Yeah. Swimming all day. Surfing. Playing records all night. And dancing. An occasional seance. It was fun. Then you and I grew up and Sam was left out. That's all it was. I wonder why he didn't stop when I called out to him. Oh, thinking about something else, probably. You know how Sam always was. Yeah, slightly kooky. Slightly? All the same. That year at the beach was a good year. One of the best. I'd like to see the old dude again. Find out what he's been up to. Do you think he lives on La Costa? I think I saw him turn in at one of those old houses. Of course, it was getting dark. He could have been visiting someone. Yeah. Why don't you drift over there sometime and find out? I think I will. Yes, I will. Yes? Sam. Well, it's Tony. Tony Marsh. Why, Tony. <laughs> I didn't know if you lived here or not. How are you, Tony? Oh, great. Swell. Fine. You? Marvelous. Okay to come in for a minute? Oh, yes. Sure. Of course. I said come in. Thanks. I won't stay. Come in. Sit down, eh? You're looking fine, Sam. How did you find me? Well, actually, I saw you on the street a few nights ago. You did? Well, why didn't you say something? Well, I did. I said, is that you, Sam? Because I wasn't 100% sure. Then I was sure, so I said, Sam, it's Tony. But you kept right on walking, trying to hurt my feelings. Sam. Huh. Oh, sweet shades of the past. Come again? Was I ever Sam? Well, <laughs> you certainly were to me and to Rowena. How is Rowena? Fine, fine. Rowena's fine. She wanted to be remembered to you if I could track you down. Ah, oh, sweet Rowena. We got married, you know, Rowena and I. Well, I thought you might. It seemed inevitable. Well, we did. Tony, I'm terribly sorry I hurt your feelings the other night. Oh, that's all right. Rowena said you probably had your mind on something else. Oh, I did. I did. Well, then? I always have my mind on something else. <laughs> something important? Oh, must have been if you didn't hear me. Oh, very important. Extremely important. In fact, I can scarcely think of anything more important. Care to tell me what? Perhaps in due time. Perhaps not. Tony, that's not the reason I didn't answer you when you spoke my name. No? You mean you really were snubbing me? Oh, no, 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 no. You see, it's so long since anyone's called me Sam, I'd quite forgot it was my name. Really? Quite forgot. 
old Sam has passed into oblivion. Well, uh, what do you call yourself now? Cato. Cato? Cato Van Camp. Do you like it? Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> but then I liked Sam all right, too. It, uh, it didn't sound right after... After what? After I took the left-hand path. Uh, what's that? Left-hand path? Oh, well, if you don't know, then you just don't know. You could explain. It's all so difficult. It covers so much territory. How can I explain if you don't already know? <laughs> if I already knew, you wouldn't have to explain. Ah, how right you are, how right. <laughs> well, Tony, after our frivolous year at the beach, we were no more than a tree, no? You, Rowena, and I... I know. <laughs> I shudder to think how callow we were, how unright. <laughs> I guess we were. Even if you and Rowena hadn't fallen in love, I couldn't continue with that sort of existence. So what did you do? Remember when we used to talk, the three of us, about the age of Aquarius? Yeah, well... And do you know how we bring about this golden age? Do you know how we prepare ourselves? Well, no, I don't. By blatant gratification of our egos. That's how. Oh? And do you know how we gratify our egos? No. By surrendering ourselves to ourselves. Sam, I don't think uh, I... Uh, Cato. Oh, excuse me, Cato. I don't think I dig this sort of thing. Frankly, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, my friend, what is it we all want? The best of us, the worst of us, the highest, the lowest, the richest, the poorest. What do we all want? Money, love, I don't know. Power. Sheer, unadulterated power. Am I right? I don't know, Sam. Uh, I... Cato... Oh, oh, now, come now. Of course you know. Wouldn't you like to control things? You know, things like what? Like anything. Like everything. People, events... Everything. I don't think that's possible. But if it were possible... Well, then I guess I'd like it. Of course you would. Of course. So would I. So would everyone. No one wants to admit it. Like myself, have the sublime courage to confess up to it. We crave it. We lust after it. We think about it day and night. We scheme. We study. It's our God. Our solitary goal. Power. Sheer, unadulterated power. Just... Just what do you want to do with all this oh, power, Oh, what Kato? difference what we do with it? The thing is to have it. You see, it's the attitude of the alcoholic towards liquor. He has to have it. Has to know it's there. It's his. And after a while, he'll get around to drink it, I suppose. But for the time being, it's enough to know it's his. Well, that's how we feel about power. Ah, uh, who's we? The sons of Gaia. You never heard of us? I don't think so. Is it, uh, is it a religion? A religion, an art, and a science. I see. I guess I do. <laughs> you don't really. Ah, poor Tony. You're one of the timid ones. You've probably never committed a sin in your whole life. Oh, I don't know about that. Have you known greed, lust, rage, overweening pride? Why? I think I have. I think you have. If you only think you have, then you haven't. Have you given in to them? I guess mostly I try not to. Ah, you see, you see. If you've never given in to them, you've never really felt them. If you've never given in to sexual desire, 
Oh, well, that... Ah, well, enough about me. How is Rowena? Are you two happily married? Uh, yes. Very happy, yes. Oh, that's sweet. You're not married? Oh, I haven't had time. She'd like to see you sometime. I'm sure she would. Well, we must get together. Maybe you'd come to dinner. Well, why not? Or you could come here. If you can spare the time. Oh, I think I can. My experiment only consumes the daytime hours. Your experiment? I've been working on it for almost a year now. Would you... Well, I don't suppose you'd care to tell me what it is you're working on. Or is it a secret? Well, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't know. We're old friends. It's a homunculus. A what? Don't you know what a homunculus is? No. Uh, should I? A homunculus, my dear old friend, is a small artificial man. Like a dwarf. A mannequin. But made by man. The creation of a homunculus is as old as alchemy. It's an ancient art. And this is what you're working on? Creating a, a, a homunculus? Of course. Only my homunculus will be possessed of magic powers. This little, little man, I think he will be no more than two feet tall, perhaps less. But he will have the power to rule the world. Which is precisely what I intend. What is the mystique of power? Everyone likes to think he has some influence. I know I do. That his opinion is listened to, respected. That he can even affect some decisions. But power, power over other human beings, power to help can turn into power to hurt. Power to raise up can become power to strike down. Power to create transmutes into power to destroy. A formidable thing, power. I'll come back to you shortly with Act Two. Marsh have revived their old-time friendship with Sam Van Camp, or as he now calls himself, Cato Van Camp. Their friend from the past has become a member of an exclusive sect called the Sons of Satan, dedicated to the gratification of the ego, chiefly by allowing the ego full expression of its every desire. Cato himself is at work on a project he hopes will terminate in the creation of powers. As our second act begins, it is one year later. Ah, uh, what a marvelous dinner, Rowena. I'm glad you liked it, Cato. Your cooking's changed since the old days of the beach house. Oh, I should hope so. <laughs> what was that dish we used to eat? Made out of seaweed or something? Kelp. I rather liked it. Roast beef is better. <laughs> well, we've come a long way, haven't we? Tony, a professor now. I am a mother. And you, Cato. What would you call yourself? Prophet of the ego, perhaps. Oh, come on now. Moralist of the future? Oh, Cato, really. Ah, no, don't laugh. I'm warning you, don't laugh. Well, I, I wasn't exactly laughing. It's just that... I'm being pretentious. I'm going upstairs and see how the baby is. You two finish your coffee. Okay. Oh, there's some brandy someplace if you want it. Want some? I don't think so. Actually, I disapprove of alcohol. One day we'll have a totally controlled society that will protect us all against drugs, 
And alcohol will be at the top of the list where it belongs. Drugs are false helpers. Treacherous. You never use them? Oh, a pinch of hemlock now and then. Hemlock? That's what they use to kill Socrates, isn't it? I don't take that much, needless to say. In small doses, it's a mind-bender, but I don't rely on it. Hmm. It's too dangerous, like nightshades. I used to raise it in my garden, but I don't anymore. I'm glad to hear that. How's your... Kindly refrain from calling it a thing. Okay. You're a little man with the magic powers. I'm waiting for a shipment of cordite. They're late with it, and it's holding me up. But your prospects look good, do they? For giving birth? Just what do you mean by that? I mean, one day soon you'll have your homunculus. you have your baby. My what? Your baby. That's what you want, isn't it? Are you crazy or something? <laughs> I looked up homunculus in the dictionary. It means a little man as mannequin. I told you that. First time you came to see me, I told you that. Yes, but it also means fetus. Fetus? That's what the dictionary says. Have your baby. Rowena's had hers. Now it's your turn. That's not excruciatingly funny, in case you thought it was. I guess not. By the way, have we ever thanked you for being so kind and thoughtful? All during the pregnancy and ever since? Rowena appreciated oh, it. Oh, but I adore Rowena. And you've been wonderful with the baby. Not just all the presents... Sitting with him and all that. But I worship the baby. <laughs> Sometimes you forget to tell people things, you know. I just wanted to say that I'm glad we all got together again. We should never have been apart. Yeah. Well, those things happen, unfortunately. Oh, look, uh, I ought to be getting on home. It's early. Yes. Well, if you must, you must. I'm sorry to eat and run. No, that's all right. I'll see you soon. My house next time. You bet. Night, Rowena. You leaving? I have to. Lovely evening. Many thanks. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Tony, just a slave to my project. I'll give my love to the little homunculus. Don't joke about it. Sorry. One day you'll see. That little man is going to take over the whole world, be in charge of everything. And when that day comes... Yes? What then? Watch your step, that's all. Just watch your step. Ed? I don't much feel like it. And that's the truth. I had to get my own breakfast. Big deal. Are you sick? I don't know. I'm not well, I don't think. Hold everything. I'll take your temperature. Cato have a good time last night? I think so. Here, stick this in your mouth. He went home early. Something about a shipment of cordite that was supposed to arrive and didn't. Cordite? Part of his scientific project, so-called. The homunculus thing. Oh, that. Mm. I made a little joke about it. He didn't much like that. Mm-hmm. I can't blame him. It wasn't much of a joke. But he sure takes that thing seriously. I told him homunculus also meant fetus. Have his baby. He didn't know homunculus also means fetus. And for some reason, it annoyed him. Upset him. Okay, let's have the thermometer. Hmm? <sighs> poor Cato. Why poor Cato? Holy Moses. You've got a fever, you know that? What is it? 101. 
and two-tenths. Must be the flu. Look, I'll call and tell them I won't be in. Oh, no, don't do that. I can't leave you alone here with the baby. You shouldn't get out of bed. I'll call the doctor. No, 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 not yet. I'll take some aspirin. A hundred and... Tony, don't, please. It's just the flu or or a virus. Well, I'm going to call the university and tell them I won't be in. Now, don't do that either. You can't stay alone here. Take care of the... Call Cato. He'll come over and sit with me. That's an idea. And he's wonderful with the baby. Good idea. I wouldn't do this, but I've got that meeting with the dean. I can cancel the classes, but the meeting's important. Cato, this is Tony. I have a favor to ask of you. Yes, Tony. Rowena's come down with something. Flu, she says. And I have to go to the university, meeting with the dean. I I was wondering, could you possibly... Do you want me to come over there? Well, she's running a fever, 101, a little over. And there's the baby. Could you? Well, I... I was just cleaning up here. I, I really ought... I'll cancel my classes. I'll be there. I'll clean up here later. Oh, thanks. Make it soon. Right away. Thanks a lot. He's coming. Yeah. Right away. He said he was cleaning up the joint, but he could do it later. Good old Cato. How do you feel? Fairly rotten. I hate to leave you, but that meeting's at nine. Now you run along. Cato has his own keys. That's right, he has. You'll be all right till he gets here? I'll be fine. <laughs> Sure you will. Cato will take good care of you. Rowena? That you, Cato? Yes, ma'am. So good of you to... (laughs) Now everything's going to be fine and dandy. How do you feel? Not so good. This your thermometer? I just took my temperature. It's gone up 103. Oh, dear. Maybe I should call the doctor. Oh, no, no, not yet. Well, I'll call Tony. No, no, don't. He'll be home in a little while. Well, I brought you an ice pack and uh, a thermos full of fresh orange juice. Could you drink some? Mm, maybe. And I brought you a little pill to relax your nerves, help put you to sleep. Here we go. Oh, Okay. Oh, dear. The baby's crying. No, 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 no. You just lie back and I'll go see what's the matter with him. If anything, which I doubt, you just uh, relax now, you hear? Mm-hmm. What's the matter, little man? Hmm? Want to be picked up? Well, come on. That's it. <laughs> Caramundo How long have I been asleep? 
about a half an hour. Well, it's the most amazing thing. I'm completely well. You mean that? I woke up feeling wonderful. I'm delighted. I took my temperature. It's normal. Fascinating. I, I don't know if it was that pill you gave me or what. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe just the sleeping. Possibly. No, I'm, I'm going to call Tony. Would you hand me the phone, please? Here we are. Uh-oh. Baby's crying. Oh, he's hungry. As soon as I talk to Tony, I'll feed him. Strangest thing. I never felt better. Well, I'm going to get up and then I... Hello? Uh, may I have the dean's office, please? Thank you. Was the baby any trouble, Cato? No, no, no. I picked him up. It... Yes, is Mr. Marsh there? This is his wife calling. Thank you. I'm glad the baby didn't act up. He does sometimes. Not me? It, it's me. Guess what? I'm well. Absolutely. Well, Cato came over and brought me an ice pack and some orange juice and a little pill. My fever had shot up to 103 by then. No, no, no. It's all right now. I went to sleep for half an hour, and when I woke up, I was well. Yes, I took my temperature. It's normal. I feel great. So, honey, you don't have to come home. As soon as I hang up the phone, I'm, I'm going to get up. Cato can go home and tend to his cleaning or whatever, and... Well, if you've already canceled your class, Of course I want to hear what the dean said. Okay, I'll see you. Well, whenever you get here. But I don't want you to worry because I'm fine. I'm halfway out of bed right now. Okay, see you. I'm getting out of bed. Tony will be home pretty soon, so you don't have to worry about me. You can go home. Cato, you hear me? You are in the baby's room, aren't you? Cato? Well, I thought you were in here. Where did you go? Oh, good Lord. Oh, no. Oh, no. No! It's not often that a friendship allowed to languish for so long can be revived. Circumstances change. Interests change. The status of one or another shifts. It's a rare thing when brought abruptly together after a long separation, friends discover that affection and compatibility still live. That they can pick up where they left off and go on. It's a happy discovery, but go on to what? That is the question that abides. We'll be back shortly with the final act. Reunited in friendship after a five-year separation, Tony and Rowena Marsh are enjoying the company of Cato Van Camp. While Tony teaches at the university and Rowena becomes a mother, Cato works earnestly at producing chemically a homunculus, a tiny man with magic powers. When Rowena falls ill with an alarmingly high fever so that Tony can keep an appointment, now Rowena has awakened from a short sleep to find her temperature normal and her health restored. But when she searches for Cato in the baby's room... Cato, I thought you were in here. Where did you... Oh, good Lord. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. No! Answer, damn you, Cato. Answer the phone. Oh, you've got to be there. If you're not... If you're not, where are you? Where have you... Oh, Oh, Tony, Tony, please. Come home, please come home. Be here. Uh, Operator, get me the police. No, never mind. Never mind, don't. Oh, Tony, Tony, you said you were coming home. I need you. Tony, is that you? Oh, Tony. Hey, 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 what's this? The the baby's gone. What are we going to do? Now, wait a second. Calm down. The baby's what? He's gone. Disappeared. Vanished. He couldn't. Cato took him. Oh, I don't... Are you sure? Wait now. The baby is gone and Cato is gone. I have looked all over this house four times. They are both... When I talked to you, you said you felt wonderful. I did, I did. Cato came over and gave me a pill and some orange juice and I went to sleep. But by that time, my fever was way up, but I, I told you all that on the phone. Well, where was Cato when you called me? He was in the baby's room. The baby had cried. I knew he was hungry, and I felt so good by then that I said I'd get up and feed him as soon as I talked to you. So after I, I hung up the phone, I I got out of bed and went into the baby's room, and it was empty. The, the, crib, was, the crib was empty, and Cato wasn't there. It's all crazy. Did you call Cato at home? Well, what do you think? I called him six times, but nobody answers. I was half out of my mind as I started to call the police, but then I thought I'd wait till you got here. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, I don't like to call the police right away. Cato has my child. Anything. Well, we've been seeing him for a year. He's never done anything. How do we know what he does when he's not with us? Working on those insane experiments, practicing that nutty religion, Satanism, isn't that what you call it? Yes, but that doesn't mean... Well, it's, it's not what you're thinking. I, I mean, they don't believe in, in, in murder. It's nothing like that, really. Believe me. You don't know. You've never met any of those sons of Satan except Cato. But he's been so so good to us. He's been very sweet, a, a good friend. Tony, call the police. Tell them to go to Cato's house and arrest him for kidnapping. We don't know for sure. I want my baby back before that crazy monster kills him. Look, before we call the police, let me go over to Cato's house. He is not there. I told you he doesn't answer the phone. Maybe he's down in the basement in his laboratory. The baby then the baby must be in his house. End of the block, driver. Last house. This is it. Here. Keep the change. Come on. Tony, look. What? The basement window's all smashed. Blown out. It looks like there's been an explosion. In the laboratory. Do you think the baby... I don't know. I don't know. If anything has happened to my child... Well, I... hang on. We'll find out. Tony. Break it down. Break the door down. Okay. Stand to one side. This won't be hard. In the basement. Do you think he's dead? I don't know. How should I know? The baby, Tony. This is the door to the basement. Are you going down there? Yes. Now, wait a minute. You hear something? No. Yes. It sounds like... Like someone sweeping. Yeah. Cato? It... It could be. Cato? Cato? Are you down there? What? Ah, 
It's Tony. Tony and Rowena. Is that you down there? I'm cleaning up. Would you mind coming up here for a minute? Uh, we, we have something we want to ask. Uh, there you are. Hello. Cato, where is the baby? Upstairs. He's here? Upstairs in my bedroom. Is he all right? Certainly. Oh, I'm going upstairs to get him. Rowena, upset? Uh, look, let's you and I sit down for a minute, okay? Well, sure. I ought to finish sweeping up in the basement, but I guess that can wait. What happened down there? An explosion. <laughs> That's what it looked like from outside. Remember last night I told you I had to get home to check on a shipment of cordite? Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's why I left so early, right after dinner. Well, mm -hmm. the cordite was here when I got home, and I already had a good supply of fulminate of mercury. I thought I'd take the next step. The decisive step in my experiment. You mean the... Sincere. I know you are. A little... A little man who can rule us all with magic. It's a beautiful concept, don't you think? What happened when you got home? Well, I still don't know what I did wrong. Perhaps I was tired, or perhaps all my calculations had been in error from the very start. I, I really don't know, but there was an explosion, and the laboratory was wrecked. Cato, when I called you this morning and asked you to come over and stay with Rowena... You said you had a lot of cleaning up to do. Was this what you meant? The laboratory? Yes, I felt very badly about it. So much work, so much planning, so much thought. You came to my house anyway. Oh, I could clean up any time. I couldn't possibly start over. I don't have the money. I, I don't have the heart, you know? So you came to my house, and then what? Well, Rowena was very, very sick. You shouldn't have left a Tony or the baby. I know. I took Rowena an ice pack and some orange juice and a little tranquilizer, and she went to sleep. I sang to the baby, and he went to sleep. And when Rowena woke up, she was well. The fever had disappeared. I know. She called me, told me. Well, while she was talking to you, it dawned on me. The baby had done it. The baby had made Rowena well. Homunculus, you see. Cato, that was wrong. Wrong? The baby belongs to us. I can't keep it? No. Not even for a little while? No. Oh, well. I suppose somewhere... Somewhere there's another tiny little man... with magic powers... I just have to find him. Have you given up your idea about the homunculus? Well, not completely. Someday, if I can find some money, if I have the heart for it, perhaps... Someday. I'm really sorry you can't. You would. And I'd have taught him magic. And one day, who knows? He might have ruled the world. Cato... Are you ready to go home, Tony? Yes. Rowena. Yes, Cato. You look very beautiful holding the baby like that. The baby looks very happy. Oh, maybe he's better off with you and Tony than with me. I wonder what Cato's doing now. 
alone in that house with the ruins of his experiment. No, I couldn't care less. I think he should be put away somewhere. Sorry for him. You are? Why? Oh, he wanted so badly to be a big man. And he never was anything, really. He wanted to be rich, but he didn't know how to go about it. He wanted to be loved, but he never was. Not really. But most of all, he wanted to be powerful, to run things. What's the point of being powerful and running things? I'd rather be happy. Yes. But it's very important to some people to have power. But Cato didn't want to get it the ordinary way. And he didn't want the ordinary kind of power. He wanted it to be magical. You know, he took the baby because once he taught him magic. Oh, what nonsense. I got well because... Because I... Yes. Why did you? Why did you get well? So suddenly, the way you did. Well, I... I slept. That wasn't enough. That pill? That was just a simple tranquilizer. I got well because... Because I had to. For the baby's sake. Yes. While I was sleeping, I realized... The baby was in the next room with Cato, and that he wasn't safe there. That I must... That's what happened. And you don't call that magic? No. It's... It's mother love, that's all. That's all? Very powerful magic. (laughs) You know what Cato said to me about power that first day when I went to see him? I asked him what he would do with it if he had it. What would he do with it? I don't think he had any idea what he'd do with it. He said it didn't make any difference. The thing was to have it. He said it was the way an alcoholic feels about liquor. He has to know it's there. It's his. And that's how Cato feels about power. It's crazy. (laughs) He said if he could keep our baby for a year in this room... (laughs) That's it. That's it. What? A baby's the only one who rules the world. His world. His little immediate world. That's what's wrong with Cato. Of course. What? He wants to be a baby again. He wants the power back that he had when he was a baby. Anytime he opened his mouth and yelled, somebody put something in it. He didn't have to work for it. He didn't have to deserve it. No, it, it all came to him by magic. The magical power of a baby. Oh, of course. It's all very clear. The only person with power, the only person with magic, is the baby. The tyranny of the baby lasts only a little while. All too soon, the little king is asked to give up his absolute power. With smiles or threats or tears, we coax or frighten or blackmail him into becoming tame and civilized. No wonder he rebels. No wonder he can never desert completely the world where his cry was law. The degree to which he can relinquish the memory of it is the degree to which he conforms to our reality. I'll be back shortly. 
poor baby, when he discovers that the world does not, after all, revolve around him, when for months it had seemed that it did, now begins the laborious process of finding a place in that world, a place of warmth and welcome. He needs love. He needs money. Above all, he needs self-respect. Without these things, he will not find his proper place in the world. In fact, he will feel himself forever in terrible danger of falling off it. Our cast included Gordon Gould, Joan Lovejoy, and Ralph Bell. The entire production was under the direction of... For another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams. <laughs>